This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Football Friday, week three. Eagles host the Lions Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field. Got the Hall of Famer with me, Ray Dininger of WIP and NBC Sports Philadelphia to help preview the game. Ray, good morning. I heard elsewhere this week that you consider this game a must win. I was wondering why that is. Well, no, I, I kind of think it is. Um, and I'm sure that's the way the Eagles are approaching it. I mean, they're, they're one-on-one right now. Uh, but if you look beyond Sunday's game, which coaches and players aren't supposed to do, but <laughs> I think they all do, um, you realize that next Thursday you have to play a very good Green Bay team out in Green Bay on Thursday night. And that's a really a, that's a tough task. I mean, the Packers have never lost a Thursday night game at Lambeau. So if the Eagles would stumble against the Lions this week, they would be looking at the very real prospect of being one and three four games into the season. And they're mindful of where the Dallas Cowboys are. The Dallas Cowboys are already two and oh and are playing Miami this week, which means they will be three and oh. So if you're the Eagles, you don't want to already be three games behind the Cowboys less than a month into the season. So uh I, I really do think their view look, if they if they were to lose Sonny, it doesn't end their season by any means. It's not a it's not a season ender. But if you're looking at the big picture and particularly the way your division is shaping up, you can't afford to lose to a team like Detroit at home. When you're getting ready three days later, you're going to have to get on a plane and go to Green Bay. That's, that would not be a good thing. Injuries were obviously the, the big headline this week. Uh, this is not the first year that they've dealt with this. They dealt with it a lot last year, obviously. They dealt with it the Super Bowl year. Why do you think this keeps happening? Is it unfair or is it fair or unfair to question their medical and training staffs? Um, no, I think it's, um, it's not just a Philadelphia thing. I mean, across the league, there are a lot of teams that are dealing with stuff like this. And I, I think it's just a reflection of what training camp is now or what training camp isn't now which is I don't think it's a really good – I don't think training camps do a very good job preparing guys to play football uh, because of all the, you know, the, all the limitations that are built into the uh, collective bargaining agreement with the union, uh, the limitations in terms of how often teams can practice, how many snaps they can practice, how much contact there is, how many days they can wear pads. Um, I mean, right now, and of course we all know in the preseason games, none of the starters play. So you have this whole training camp that really does very little to train the players that are actually going to play in September. And so you, you know, you, you, these guys go through the training camp, and they don't really get a whole lot of football, hard football work. Uh, and then the season starts, and it's a regular season, and the bell rings, and the coaches push the players out on the field and say, okay, boys, let's go. It's time to play. Well, you know, okay, it's time to play, but are you ready to play? And I think that's a big part of it. Is I, I think a lot of this stuff, and the Eagles are feeling it acutely right now, is a result of the fact that training camps just aren't what training camps used to be, or maybe even what training camps should be. And, uh, you know, and it's unfortunate. I mean, maybe you can get lucky and guys will come through it okay. But it's not, to me, it's not at all a surprise. It's not at all a surprise that you wind up with players going down every week with what these, determining these soft, t- soft tissue injuries, because I just don't know if these guys in September are ready to play NFL football. And it's kind of ironic, Ray, because they, they keep them out in the preseason to to keep them healthy, to try to avoid injury in the preseason when the games don't count. 
uh, and then they get hurt in the first couple of weeks. So do you, do you think that, that that approach has to change in the years to come? I think they have to. I think they have to f- find a balance on it. I I know what they're trying to do, um, but it's it's just not working, and 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 you're seeing that it's not working. Um, the idea is we want to keep these guys out of the games. We want to keep these guys out of the games. We don't want to expose them to contact. We don't want to get the quarterbacks hit. We don't want to get injuries. Um, and so they're not getting enough live action in games. That's obvious. But the other part of it is that you have to figure out how much how much work you can actually get done on the practice field. That if these guys aren't going to play in the games, at least how are we going to run the drills Monday through Friday that will sufficiently condition them to be ready to play NFL football come September? And that's... You know, that's with this trend that we're now having towards what summer and the training camps have become. I think the teams are sort of still, and the medical staff and the training staff are trying to find the balance of okay, how can we do what we want to do in terms of protecting the players, but while we're rolling back that kind of risk, still condition them sufficiently that when September comes, they're ready to go out and play. Right now, I don't think they're there. Do you think Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, and Dallas Goddard are going to play this weekend? And if not, what do you expect from uh, Nelson Aguilar, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, and Mac Hollins? Well, I, it doesn't appear they're going to play. Uh, and, uh, and with the short week next week, they very well may not play next, the next game. I mean, you may have lost them for two games, three if you actually count Atlanta. So that's, that's not ideal. I'm not expecting to see them on the field. Uh, I don't think they want to rush them back at the risk of, of aggravating the injury and losing them for more time. So, yeah, you're going to be playing with your backups. And, uh, you know, you're going to have the one frontliner in Nelson Aguilar. But the two other guys that you mentioned, uh, Hollins and Arcega Whitesider, I mean, they're going, to have to, they're going to have to carry the bulk of it for the next two games. And um, I, they're both good players. I mean, I, I really like uh, J.J. I think he's a, a really talented young guy. Now, he kind of got thrown in there uh, right, off, right off the start of the game. And uh, the Eagles... I think the coaches, the players, the quarterback, everybody had trouble trying to put an offense together initially in Atlanta because the whole game plan that they had built that week going into the game kind of got blown up and thrown out the window right at the beginning. And so the rest of that first half, they were just kind of grabbing plays out of their back pocket. Uh, well, now they've, had a, now they've had a whole week to prepare with these guys and to get the reps with, the, with Carson Wentz and get their timing down and build the game plan about the strengths around the strengths of these particular players. So they'll go into Sunday's game much better prepared. Um, obviously, these are two receivers that don't have as much experience as the guys that you lost, but I think they'll certainly be much more able to function than what you saw Sunday night. What should we know about the Lions? What are key matchups this weekend? The Lions are, are a strange team in that they've so far this season they've looked they've looked very good at times and they've looked not very good at times. Uh, I don't. I don't think people realize the Lions actually have a better record than the Eagles right now. The Eagles are one and one. The Lions are one zero oh, and one. They have not yet lost. They have a win and a tie, uh, but the tie was almost like a loss. I mean, that was a game they had in hand against a bad Arizona team and let it get away, and they wound up getting a tie. But then they went home last week and they played a, a good Chargers team and uh, and managed to win that game. So they're. You know, the Eagles fans don't get to see the Lions very often, and the Lions have not exactly been in NFL power for a while. But they have some good players, uh, and they've changed their offensive philosophy now. They've, for the last few years, they have been sort of a dink-and-dunk passing-built offense all around Matthew Stafford, their quarterback. Uh, but they have a new offensive coordinator in there, Daryl uh, Bevel, who was the offensive coordinator in Seattle. And he's a guy who believes in running the ball 
and he's a guy that believes in not throwing short but throwing long. So they're going to try and run the ball, and then they're going to work play action and have Stafford not just dropping the ball off for short gains, but when they throw the ball now, they throw it down the field to make big plays. So philosophically, on offense, they're a much different team than they used to be. And they've been pretty effective. I mean, these two games so far, uh, Stafford's average yards per attempt is around 8.5 yards per attempt, which is a big difference from what they used to be. Uh, They want to take deep shots. They want to go for big plays in the passing game. And we've seen through two weeks now the Eagles have given up a lot of big plays in the passing game. The secondary has been burned on big passing plays a lot. And so that's, that's a danger when you're going up against this team. Uh, the Lions have seen some of those vulnerabilities. I mean, they see how the way Ronald Darby played last week, and they will have no problem going right after him. So uh, on, def- on defense, the Eagles have to be careful and mindful of trying to get pressure on Stafford and tightening up the secondary and not giving up those big plays in the passing game. What are, what are the keys for an Eagles win? I think one of the areas where the Eagles could really uh, have great success and, and may actually tip the balance of this game is, is in the special teams. Uh, the Eagles special teams, week in and week out, are, are very good. Um, Dave Phipp is a good coach, and he has some good players over there. and So they're, they're generally pretty strong on special teams, and the Lions special teams are not good at all. In fact, they might be the worst in football right now. I mean, through two games they've committed, on special teams, they've committed six penalties. They've had two missed kicks. They've fumbled a punt, and they've had a punt blocked. So um, in a game that the Eagles obviously have some issues with injuries, they're missing some players. You know, Fletcher Cox is playing, but he's obviously subpar right now. He's playing through an injury. You've lost two of your defensive tackles, uh, Jackson and Jernigan. So the Eagles right now are, are a little depleted on the offensive and defensive sides. So if you look to that third phase of the game, special teams where I think you have a big advantage, I think that's an area where the Eagles really have to dominate the Lions, and I think they have a chance to do exactly that. And what is your prediction? Uh, it's a little bit of a risky game uh, because of the Eagles' uh, injury situation now. they got some really key players that aren't going to play this week. But they know, they know this is a very important game. They know they cannot afford to lose it. Um, and uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes in the NFL, Dave, Teams win because they can't afford to lose. <laughs> and I think this game sort of falls under that, that general heading. I, I, I don't know it's going to be easy, and I don't think it's going to be pretty, but I would look for the Eagles to win, and I'm saying 24-14. to 14. Ray is saying 24-14 Eagles. Ray, thanks for the time as always. We'll break it down and recap Monday morning. I look forward to it, David. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. Hall of Famer Ray Dittinger of WIP and NBC Sports Philadelphia. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law